Alabama gets back on a winning streak. They continue their dominance in Mississippi State. They only give up six points. They score 30. They cover the spread. So why do I still want to wring Bill O'Brien's neck? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm seven and one. Yeah, I mean, look, that's true. Um, first of all, this episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Want to thank all the great people at Sling TV for sponsoring this podcast. Also want to thank everybody who stopped me. And, Jimmy, I know some people stopped you um, this weekend at the Mississippi State game. You did. No few, fewer than – I did stop you at the Mississippi State, and we did randomly run into each other. I had no fewer than four people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot, um, stop me and say, hey, man, really like the podcast. And I didn't know them. They just recognized me, um, and this isn't a two-way thing, so I don't get to see all our listeners or watchers. So uh, I appreciate that. And I know, Jimmy, you were stopped a couple of times for, for people saying, hey, like listening to your podcast. Thank you guys a ton. We we mean it. We love you. And um keep telling us good things and you know flattering us because we're not the bad things. Like that. Not the bad things. Keep the bad things to the comments. Yes. When keep the bad some, things. When you see some person give us a beer and high fives. But when you okay. have something bad to say, just leave it right there in the comments. Definitely. That's good advice always, Jimmy. Um let's go to the Mississippi State game and uh Jimmy Lots, lots to be happy about. I mean, Alabama wins by 24. They cover the Vegas spread. Um, they only give up a touchdown. And I mean, for the love of all things, holy Mike Leach, I mean, how chintzy are you? I mean, it, that really reeks of Mike Shula. I think it was 04. I think it was 04, either 03 or 04, when he kicked a field goal against LSU to not be shut out late in the game when it was 27 nothing. We um, scored in 04? Was it 04 or we 03? We scored in 04? No, I'm just trying to remember. You mean in any game ever? <laughs> yeah. After Brady uh, got it. After Brady anyway, <clears throat> regardless, uh, we effectively that was a shutout. That was total BS that that Mississippi State scores, but it'll go down the record book as a score. It was such a BS score they didn't even try the extra point. How about that? Um, but oh, anyway, but anyway, um, I mean Bryce Young was doing Bryce Young things, and again, if you just looked at uh, some of the highlights. You see Bryce Young like running around, and I mean, God, he's the best quarterback we ever had. Y'all, please understand this. He's the best quarterback we've ever had. You see him running around, doing his thing, buying time, faking people, directing traffic, telling people where to go, and that's all awesome. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say this, that like I don't understand what even what our offensive philosophy is anymore. And, you know, I think it's a problem when our game plan is, hey, Bryce, get out there and then have to take a long time to wait for somebody to get open because the play either wasn't good to begin with or our receivers can't get separation or whatever. And, and then hope to God Bryce Young makes that play. Now, in Bryce's defense, he normally makes that play. But why, why weren't there more slants? Can we not run a slant? Do we not have that capability? Now, that, that's one question, and I, I want to keep this more positive. Um, Eli Ricks is a bad mofo. We all kind of hoped it and all kind of knew it. 
And I can tell you this too. I don't think Eli Ricks has is, is been unhappy or anything like that. Like some people thought he was. I don't think he's unhappy. I think he's very happy. And I think he's about to get happier because he's going to get a lot more minutes. So the two things I really took from this game in a positive manner, and we can talk about the negatives later, where Bryce Young is still the best quarterback in Alabama history and Eli Ricks is a bad mofo. Explain. Uh, I love the Rick stuff for sure. Um, and I, I, I think – Probably the most positive development, and this is not a shot at Tara and Arnold in any way. I think Arnold, for a redshirt freshman, uh, was fantastic at holding the fort down until Ricks got here. And I'll explain that in a second. But I, I think Arnold went above and beyond uh, anything that should have been reasonably expected of a redshirt freshman, uh, which, which really means he's a freshman. He didn't play in the games last year. Uh, he did great, but, but Ricks has arrived. And I was just reading a thread on on the Bama Insider board, my board, and it's so frustrating because I'm like, if people are, are so invested in what's going on with the team, how come they don't read everything? Ricks has been hurt. He's been hurt. He hasn't been hidden. He hasn't been punished. He hasn't been, gee, I wonder if the, I wonder if the All-American from LSU is any good. I mean, do people think this? He showed up with a shoulder injury that required surgery. Nick Saban himself has said Ricks couldn't really go through the spring at full speed because of the shoulder. LSU runs a dramatically different defense than Alabama. Tennessee's is really similar. That's why Henry, who's frankly one of the smartest defenders we've ever had at Alabama during the Saban dynasty, and if you don't believe me, ask Nick. Henry's one of the smartest defenders we've ever had. He picked up our defense immediately for a couple of reasons. He's super smart. He was running an extremely similar defense for Jeremy Pruitt. Imagine that. Ricks comes from LSU where they run man a ton and not all our match zone concepts. So Ricks had to learn the defense. How can he learn it when he's out for the spring with shoulder, in shoulder issues? And then in the summer, when he's trying to learn with our other players, he hurts his back, misses a ton, a ton of fall camp, including scrimmages. So he's Shoulder, then back. How can he learn the defense when he's not out there? Just learn it reading a book, you know, in your locker. So Ricks has been hurt. It was a combination of him being injured and not learning the defense. Now he's ready. Sadly, it took to game eight for this to happen and not game one. But that's all this is. I don't know where all the tinfoil hat stuff comes from. What I'm saying isn't a secret. What I'm saying isn't I'm going by Nick Saban's public words. On, on what's been going on with Eli Ricks since the spring. So that's one thing. As to, you know, often the offense not being super efficient last night, really bad in the run game, and, and, and to some extent the play calls and why they didn't function well, Bryce does not practice. He, he has not practiced since Arkansas. He didn't practice this week either. And, again, I'm not telling you guys inside information Nick Saban tells you this. He, he, I mean, I wasn't going to say it at all because we're, you know, I don't want to say things I'm not supposed to. But Nick Saban told Holly Rowe when the game is over, boy, imagine how good Bryce might be if he practiced. So he's not practicing. So the timing is all off. Everything's off. And I really think for right now, until Bryce is better, the offense is really about managing Bryce's shoulder, which gets treatment during the games. It was on TV. Again, th th this isn't like uh, secrets, like it's Fort Knox. 
it's on TV that Bryce was getting treatment on his shoulder while the game was going on and his shoulder was bothering him. Of course it does. It takes weeks to get back from this AC joint sprain and Bryce rushed it back to try to help save our season. And, uh, but anyway, it was a good win. Bryce is getting better. I think the off week comes at a good time. I'm hopeful that the week of LSU, Bryce has a normal week of practice, but I think Ricks is the corner to stay. It was always going to be his job when he got back and it just took this long for him to get back. And I'll tell you something, man, this bye week couldn't come at a better time. We need yes. Bryce healthy because now all of a sudden the LSU and the Ole Miss games are daunting. Now you can say, well, Ole Miss was exposed. I mean, and they don't play well in the second half and blah, blah, blah. And they gave up all these points to uh, an impotent Auburn team. The, all that's true. Lane Piffin has a week off before us, and he's going to get his guys ready to go against Nick Saban because that's the kind of those are the kind of things he gets out of bed for. He normally doesn't get out of bed very easily because he's probably got a couple of co-eds in there with him. But he, you know, <laughs> when he does want to get probably. out of bed, probably. He's, he's really, really good. Um, Jimmy, yeah, I want to talk about Nissan now. This is one of my favorite new segments. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be, Jimmy, I'm going in the way back machine to Mr. David the Deuce Palmer because he was just Ooh. inducted to the Jackson Olin Hall of Fame, which I'm like, why isn't it called the David Palmer Hall of Fame with some other folks from Jackson Olin in it? Because David Palmer is the best there's ever been. If, if, J if David Palmer had just been um, born much, much, much later and been able to be in an Alabama offense with Steve Sarkeesian or with um, uh, yeah. Blaine Kiffin. Who as else is in their Hall of Fame? Why yeah, that's – I mean, is it Y.A. Tittle and uh, Jim Thorpe? I mean, who who's in their Hall of Fame? It should just be the Jack, the David Palmer Hall of Fame. That's all it should, and it'd be a bunch of pictures of him. I mean, I that's it. Mad. I was happy for him, and then immediately got mad, going, "What the heck is the delay here?" Although we may find out he's the only member of this Hall of Fame, and they just came. Yeah, up they with may the have idea. created it just for him. Regardless, he was sense. the most thrilling player I can remember in my lifetime, and I'm I'm not sure that doesn't go for all of college football honestly i mean every time he touched it you thought what is the man gonna do he was sensational i can't even boil it down to one play everything he did was fun he was just fun and he loved football and he had a great smile and he was just charismatic and he's a good dude david palmer is this week's nissan thrilling moment remember or e remember e all right jimmy uh I got a question for you. Okay, go ahead. You always ask me questions. I'm asking you a question. Ready? Right, go for it. Yeah. Okay. This is subjective, but just curious. Um, let's assume I'm just going by the AP or coaches poll day. Doesn't matter which one. How far down in the poll do you think you have to go? Where's the Where's the dividing line for you? And I'm not talking about specific teams. I'm talking about rankings. Who's a really good team? Top five, top 10, top 12, top 16, top 25, top 20. Where, where do you like generally say, okay, these teams are really good? What, where, what number you want to subjectively uh, draw the line at? Uh, this year, I may stop at like number two because it's not, they're not, they're not a lot of great teams. I mean, really good, not elite. Really okay, good. Not elite, but really good. Really good. Like, threats to beat anybody above them. There you go. Fair. Um, 
I'm going to say around eight to ten. Okay, so nine. Uh, who's nine? Do we know who nine is? Oh, I think it's Oregon. Um, if TCU is seven. Yeah. Uh, oh, Oregon's eight. Oregon's, Oregon's eight. eight. And then somebody else is nine. I don't know who that is. Uh, nine would be the next one-loss team. Uh, is Oklahoma State? Could be. Okay, let's say Oklahoma State. Yeah. So they're really good. They're nine, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Um, would Oklahoma State beat LSU and Baton Rouge and Ole Miss and Oxford in back-to-back weeks? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And see, this is one of my points. And I'm people think I'm trying to make an excuse. No, I'm trying to explain how hard it is to win these games. They're really good. They're a top 10 team right now. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. And yet, if we don't, we'll be furious and think that Saban needs to be put out to pasture, that the game is passing by, that this is unacceptable, that this is horrible, that the coordinators are incompetent and our players aren't trying. Who could do that? I mean, I think there's many great storylines and many things that made this season interesting. Topped off with the fact the team isn't playing as well as we hoped or thought they might. That's true. But to me, the number one storyline is this. This schedule has been hard and headlined by the fact that we're, we're playing most of these really good teams on the road. And, gosh, it, it, it is really difficult. I, I would be the first to tell you, a lot of these teams that we hold in great reverence for good reason, whether it's 92 or 09 or maybe 2015 or, uh, I don't know, 2017. 2020. If they had to play – the four toughest games on their schedule, all on the road, we we wouldn't have banners flying in the stadium with, with, with that year on it. We wouldn't. But that's what Coach Bryant meant back five incarnations of college football ago when he said, if you want to win the national championship, you better have some schedule luck. He said that in like freaking 1974. This, this has been horrible schedule luck that – all of the good teams you're playing this year are on the road. To, to take nothing away from Mississippi State and how good they are, I mean, like I pointed out on Twitter this morning, we are only the second team to hit the 30-point mark against them. They're yeah. very good on defense. Their defensive coordinator is one of the hottest names out there. He He's going to get a ton of offers from other colleges that are a big, that have bigger programs and maybe even the NFL. He's, he's Arnett is a, a happening name in the business LSU scored 31, Alabama scored 30. Everyone else is 24 and below against that defense. And offensively, we bait, we shut them out for 59 minutes and 59 seconds, and they scored 40 against two SEC West defenses. And don't tell me, yeah, oh, those are the worst defenses. They're SEC West defenses, the toughest division in the toughest conference in college football. They've scored 40 twice. So they're not horrible on offense. Alabama and Kentucky, a top three defense in the SEC, uh, made them look that way. You'll be amazed and you will laugh at how good Mississippi State's offense looks against Auburn uh, in two weeks. Oh, that's true. And look, I got into a little, not a spat, but I mean, a Twitter dude. I had two nice tweets yesterday and I'm going to brag on myself. My first mm -hmm. one said um, Alabama's offense is like a good looking gigolo. Everything is great until you have to perform. The second one said, it's just Bill Bryan now because he doesn't deserve the O. 
And I think both of those tweets are remarkably true. I think both of them are well-crafted by me. Um, I usually tweet a bunch of crap. I thought those were good. And I had one guy really just not let it go. He's like, what do you want to do? We're beating them. At the time, we're beating them 24 to nothing. I'm like, well, what I – he said, do you want to score more points? I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the point. I want to score more points. Exactly. We average we average like 45, so it would be nice to have scored 45 because that's what we normally do every week. And we, we didn't play great offensively last night. That's that's a stone-cold fact. Uh, and they outgained us. They did by a couple yards. And, 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 and us not gaining, I would say honestly, in terms of what I expected and what we should do is uh, put up 400-plus, and we, we put up just under 300, which is bad. I'm just saying it, it, I think it was largely because Bryce hasn't been – practicing i mean i think we, we just maybe don't have timing on offense and it's kind of hard to put together a plan of the script when when bryce isn't out there with the offense so i think it's bryce's shoulder and us basically in the first half we went up there to win the game and in the second half it was like uh bryce's shoulders sore they, they gave him treatment on his shoulder on the sidelines in the second half i i think we didn't want to push bryce in the second half with that lead uh, in his shoulder. That that's my opinion. Uh, I don't get memos from the training staff, so I don't know. But I, I'm just saying, based on what was going on on the sidelines, I I, I felt like like that was a situation. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, you know, maybe we took the foot off the game. But Jimmy, when we we got the ball in their territory more than a few times, I mean, yep. they they were going for it on one fourth and one, like on their own twenty nine, which was so dumb. I can't even like, what are you doing? And then they <laughs> throw it. What are you doing? Yeah, they threw them third and one and fourth and one when earlier in the game they were just ripping off five and six yard runs. You're stupid. Um, yeah, I, the state, I like look, and we'll talk about this a lot this week because I'm gonna do it on the rewatch thread. But the, the chess match story of the game was we came out, and I, I, this isn't news. I think we've done this the last few years, and, and why we've had so much success against them. We come out and dime and sort of stand down. Doesn't really matter their personnel or how they line. We just play with six defensive backs on the field. And by the way. When people say, oh, we do that all the time. No, we don't. No, we don't. This is the first time all year that we've played an entire game in dime. We're usually in dime around 20% of snaps in a game. This time it was 100% of the snaps. We had six DBs out there. So Mississippi State, I think, completely logically said, you know what? What we've been doing against them for years hasn't worked. When they are in six DBs and they got all these 180-pound guys instead of the 300-pound guys, let's just run right at them. It seemed to sort of work. The first two or three possessions, they moved the ball down the field. Now, it bogged down. They, they didn't score uh, all the time, but they did move it down the field to an extent. And then we get ahead, and it seemed to me Leach is just like, screw it, it's not working, let's never run it again. And then they start throwing it every down, which is exactly why we're in dime. And it just played right into our hands. For as dumb as we've been at times, and I admit sometimes it seems like chess match-wise – Maybe we haven't been the smartest cat in the room. Uh, I, I, I didn't think Leach's plan was smart at all. I thought what he was doing early work, he abandoned the run too early. And had they stuck with it after Bryce's shoulders a little sore, maybe it's a close game in the second half, but it wasn't. Jimmy, I need to tell everybody now about sweat block. Look, this is from a customer review. Chris whose last name shall remain anonymous, suffered from excessive underarm sweat for well. <laughs> 
<laughs> he suffered from excessive underarm sweat for 10 years. He was so worried about sweating through his dress shirts, he started tucking maxi pads in his shirt to soak up the sweat. Until he Not found Braswell. out. Not Braswell. <laughs> Until he found out about Sweatblock. Sweatblock changed the game for him. Look, it's just a fantastic product that works wonders. Sweatblock was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love or know is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code locked on as two words at sweatblock.com. That's L O C K E D O N at sweatblock.com. This is also available at Amazon. And I'm telling you, this is the fantasticest product you can buy if you have a sweat issue, and a lot of people do. Go check out sweatblock.com. Uh, Jimmy, I, I got to talk about, you know, I started to get into it, but I got to talk about Bill O'Brien for a second. I, I just don't, I can't help but feel like a little bit, just a little bit, like I'm Robert De Niro in this thing, a little bit, that you insulted me a little bit, that we're wasting the best quarterback we've ever had. Now we're not wasting him. I know that's over the top, but man, there's got to be a way to get more receivers. I, I don't know if we need to go deep more. I don't know if we need more slants. I don't need, know if we need more screens. I don't know if we need what we need, but I don't get paid the big bucks to figure out exactly what we need. This man does. And he has the weapons. He, this is not Judy. Devontae Smith, Ruggs, and Waddle. We've de we've determined and Irv Smith. We've determined that. That's fine. But they're not bad. They're pretty good receivers. They're all pretty good. And mm -hmm. we should be doing more with this quarter. This he's not just generational. He's multi generational quarterback. Best we've ever had. I agree. Best, best we've ever had. Best better so, than Tua. Better than Mac. Better than Jalen. Better than Namath. Better than Stabler. Better than all of them. That's my opinion. Agreed. So we need to be doing more with him. And now we've got two weeks. we got bye weeks to get him healthy and to get ready for games at Baton Rouge, which I assume at this point will be a night game because CBS is, would rather run over a, a gaggle of puppies than not choose Tennessee, Georgia. Well, they should. That's what I would choose. I'm an Alabama fan. I would choose Tennessee, Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> or – um, and so that's going to be a night game. And then we're going to play Ole Miss, and they're going to be fired up because, hey, look, we kind of make their season if they beat us. So tell sure. me I'm wrong about Bill O'Brien right now and why I should be – I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Uh, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because I think this is all opinions. Uh, yeah, I just have one opinion, and and people can have a different opinion. I, I just – I think the – like, if you're like, what's wrong with our offense? Well, first of all, we're seventh in the nation in yards per play, even after last night. Seventh in the nation. Only six teams in this country average more forward progress per snap than Alabama. So I'm not sure there's anything wrong with the offense. Secondly, it's Bryce's shoulder. He heard it in the Arkansas game, which now feels like a year ago. He had to leave the Arkansas game. We played a whole three quarters without him, then played a whole four quarters without him. And he's come back. And while last week uh, he put up great numbers and the offense was really good, we scored 42 in Knoxville, played a much better defense on Saturday against Mississippi State, and the shoulder was clearly bothering him. Again, he's getting he's getting some sort of uh, massage thing and on his uh, some hot tech thing on his shoulder during the game uh, and not practicing during the week. I I, I think it's Bryce's shoulder. Uh, if you want to think there's something wrong with the offense now, 
where I get, uh, and, and again, last year, by the way, this we, we we're wasting Bryce. I will agree that it's going to be tragic, tragic in my opinion, if we don't win the national championship with Bryce Young, a quarterback. We would have last year if the two receivers hadn't gotten hurt. That's not on Bill. That's not on Bryce. That was just some bad luck. Before I, I, I talked about earlier in the show, Coach Brent said you needed schedule luck to win a national championship. In the same sentence, he also said you need injury luck. Alabama had the worst injury luck possible last season in the sense that the injuries, in my opinion, cost Alabama the national championship. Had Mechie and JMO, had just one of them been available in the second half in the national championship game, I feel like Alabama likely wins the game. So that's just bad luck. That's not Bill O'Brien. Uh, so I, I'm not going to blame that on him and this season. Again, Bryce has the shoulder. Now, where I will blame Bill, uh, because just personally, I'm not just out here making blanket excuses. What I'm trying to, to do is just back up my opinions with facts. But uh, this is where I think O'Brien has somewhat not done well, and that's the run game. Uh, he's responsible for that, too. And while there are reasons for it in the sense that Alabama has smaller backs, even the power back, Roy Dale Williams, he's not that big. And he's the power back. But Alabama has not consistently been able to run the ball, even though the offensive line is better than it was a year ago, even though there's the tremendous threat of Bryce Young burning defenses, and even though Gibbs, McClellan, and Roy Dell are talented guys, uh, Alabama has failed to build a run game uh, and could not run the ball at all last night against Mississippi State. And I think that's on O'Brien for not figuring that out and finding a way uh, because I think Alabama is too good uh, not to consistently run the ball uh, to an extent. Now, again, the excuses there are the backs are smaller. True, true, true. And that is going to limit you to an extent. They're not tackle busters. But that's that to me is on O'Brien. If I if, Personally, if I had to fail one thing where I'm like, come on, Bill, to me it's like, Hey, you got to run the ball better than that. And if all this is true, and it's not if all this is true, what you're saying is true, then it's his job to scheme ways Correct. to utilize the talent we do have because everybody can, you know, lament the fact that we don't have a bruiser running back right now. That You're right. Correct. Roydell Williams is our power back, and he's not – that's really not what he is. He is power back in name only. He's not a true power back in, in Alabama senses uh, of the past. So – then let's figure out a way to use what we got a little more. I mean, I don't understand. It feels like to me we don't throw it to Jameer Gibbs enough, which is weird because he's our leading receiver. At least he was. I don't know if he is right now. But I, I would even throw it to him more and throw it, take some deep shots with him. We do. We, it's almost like he's the check down guy a lot right. of times. And last night he damn near got killed being the check down guy, by the way. I mean, I thought he was dead there for a minute. I really did. Um, one more thing, and I, we can't get into it because we got we got to sign off. I I think this was all too predictable. Last night there was a, a, a moment where Bryce got, they got Mississippi State got a rough in the passer penalty, and I guess letter of the law, yes, I guess she is roughing the passer. I have no problem saying that's kind of BS. The guy was going; he sort of put his hands on him, like as you can see in the camera, like I'm doing right now, and Bryce fell down. I get it, but if that's roughing the passer. And then last week is not targeting or roughing the passer. I give up. I give up. Either call it or don't call it. 
I don't care which one you do because I'm going to tell you the, the, the two extremes we just shot, saw, and I think both calls were wrong. That's amazing. It's hard to do that. So I mm-hmm. do believe there was some kind of directive of, hey, guys, why don't y'all take care of the passer a little more? Based right. on last week, I can't help but believe that. Now, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I just believe that. Hey, let me uh, hey, one, one quick offset. I, I agree with that 100%, so no reason to comment on it. You're exactly right. Um, one quick comment, and again, I haven't done the rewatch yet. going to do that Monday and Tuesday on the Bama Insider Board. But Mississippi State did something to us that I think could be a big part of what we do against Tennessee. I hope we borrow from Mississippi State because this seemed really effective and might help us out. We often, and a lot of schools do this, this isn't like new, but we, we often, we will put Gibbs outside because he's a good receiver and you got to defend it, right? But we'll put Gibbs way outside. We'll put Gibbs as the furthest outside receiver. Why are we doing that? Number one, to get a DB away from the line of scrimmage. But this is even the bigger hope. The bigger hope is what defender is usually the furthest outside? The cornerback, right? So we're trying to get a a bad, a great, I was about to say bad, a great state corner, Emmanuel Forbes, who's awesome. Probably a first round pick in my my opinion. We're trying to get Forbes on Gibbs. Why? Because now they've wasted Forbes. We're not throwing it to Gibbs. We're not going to throw it to Gibbs when he's 30 yards from a line of scrimmage and he's running a go route like he's a Kobe Prentice. We're not going to do that. So we're trying to get them to waste Forbes. That's, That's the plan. That almost always works. Works like char- a charm against us, by the way. But what State did was State goes fine. Forbes would trot out there with Gibbs, and he would line up on Gibbs. But we take so long to snap the ball, Mississippi State would call something for the sidelines. Then they'd switch. Forbes would then go inside and cover our slot receiver, and they'd put a safety on Gibbs at the last second. Now they've taken away what we thought was an advantage, and now they have a bigger advantage because their best cover guy is now on our slot. Had we done had we done the same thing, then Kool-Aid or Arnold would have been on Hyatt and not Helms. I love that switch. I hope we borrow it in the future that, hey, if you put a tight end or a running back as your farthest guy out on the corner – we're not sending a corner out. We're not sending our best cover corner out there. Our corner will cover your slot receiver, and we'll just let our safety – because Helms, for as much crap as he took, I think Helms can run with Tennessee's tight end deep and can run with Tennessee's back deep. He's just not going to run with Hyatt deep. So, anyway, I, I, sorry that took so long, but I was busting to say it. Mute. Oh, Mute. I was muted. Nobody wants you busting. I almost made it a whole podcast without muting myself. Anyway, that's going to do it uh, for today's episode. Thank you guys again for watching and listening. Please do keep telling us hello if you recognize us or see us or whatever, if you recognize us. That sounds so conceited. I might throw up in my own mouth. Anywho, until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.